For the last few weeks, we've looked at how various struggles can become distractions and impact our well-being and affect our journey of discipleship. This week, I want to look at another factor in healthy discipleship, a condition that can almost stop us in our tracks at times. What I would call being frozen by fear. Now, I know all of us experience fear at times, and there are times where it's totally reasonable. If we're thinking about times of illness or accidents or maybe surgeries or emotional relationships, maybe uh, financial concerns, maybe fear because there's a massive storm blowing our way. All of those kind of things make some sense as a time in which we might feel some fear. In those kind of times, we have reminders from Scripture that God walks with us and we will be cared for. You'll recognize these words from Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. But in those situations where it makes some sense maybe to experience some fear, God comes and comforts. There are other situations in which fear seems to appear in our lives when everything's going well. In the good times, in times where we experience our Lord as powerful and clearly speaking in our lives, times where we're fully aware of God's presence with us and God's guidance for us, being renewed and strengthened by the Spirit to serve God faithfully, who may be calling us to do something for the kingdom of God, even at times calling us to step out in faith and watch God use us miraculously. In those kind of times, when it's all good, fear can creep into our lives and begin to slow us down, even stop us in our tracks. What kind of fear? Well, let me share a couple of those things with you. Sometimes we encounter fear that we may not be the right person. God, I know you need somebody to do this, but that person in my Christian journey group would be way better than me. God, I know you need somebody to help with that, but you know that lady that lives next door, she'd be so much better. And, and so we have this fear that we're not really the right person and it makes us uh, back off a little bit in our walk with Christ, depending on what that call might be. Or maybe we deal with a fear that we may not be prepared. In fact, we may feel completely unworthy to do what God's calling us to do, to serve in the manner God might call us to serve. We're not prepared. We're not worthy. But in Christ, we are made worthy. And by the Holy Spirit, we can be equipped to serve as God calls. Maybe there's a fear of failing. Fear of failing. It's one of those I wrestle with on a regular basis. 
a fear of failure because we're not as qualified as other people. You know, we see these, these people who seem to be phenomenal Christians and incredibly faithful and God blesses them in mighty ways and, well, I'm not one of those, God. Why do you want me to do this? That's a little scary. Maybe there's the fear of not effectively representing the Lord. Well, I've only been a Christian a short time. I don't really know the Bible as well as that group or that person. I've never been up in front of people or I've never helped with this event. I don't know. I'm not sure I can represent you very well, God. Ever wrestled with any of those kind of thoughts? Or maybe, maybe it's fear related to stepping out of our comfort zone because now God is beginning to stretch us beyond where we've been. And nobody is comfortable going beyond their comfort zone. That's why we call it a comfort zone, right? But God stretches us and grows us in ways that may be exciting and powerful and may be a real blessing. But in thinking about that, maybe it scares us a little bit. There are experiences that often come when things seem to be going well in our lives, in the church, in the kingdom, but those experiences cause us to experience a little bit of fear. Sometimes even being frozen by fear. And when that happens, it can limit how God might work in our lives because we stop moving, we stop growing, we stop seeking. The first thing I would say to anybody who's wrestling with that is you are not alone. We've all been there at one time or another, including people in the Bible we read about. Look with me at, at several sections of stories that are familiar to you. In Luke chapter 1, as Mary is being told she's going to give birth to the Son of God, which sounds phenomenal, but undoubtedly was scary. In Luke 1.30, the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Do not be afraid, Mary. Undoubtedly, the exact words that needed to be spoken. Now, on the flip side of that story that we read in Matthew chapter 1, Joseph is hearing the same news, and in verse 20 of that chapter, he hears Joseph, son of David, same thought. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid. I'm going to do something incredible, and you get to be a part of it. Do not be afraid. And then in another part of that same Christmas story, Luke chapter 2, as the angel goes to speak to the shepherds, we read this in verse 10. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Every part of that story seems to include, do not be afraid. God was doing something phenomenal, something that would change the world. And every step along the way includes, 
do not be afraid. Now, I know none of us are going to experience what Mary and Joseph and the shepherds experienced. Some of the things others in the Gospels experienced might feel a little more like a possibility for us at some point. Um, In Mark 9, for example, Jesus has just told the disciples he would be put to death and then rise again on the third day. In verse 32 of Mark 9, we read this. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. They didn't understand what he meant. They were afraid to ask him about it. You ever felt like God was speaking to you in some way through the scriptures, through a friend who sometimes sounds like the voice of God to you, through the Holy Spirit? And you're pretty sure that maybe God is speaking genuinely in your life. But you're afraid to ask because you really didn't understand what was going on. It's like the disciples in Mark 9. They didn't understand what he meant. They were afraid to ask. Sometimes we can become so frozen by fear that we can't even dare to utter the prayer. God, if this is really you, would you help me understand? Would you assure me that it's you? Fear makes us afraid to say a prayer like that because what if we get a sense that God is saying, yes, it's me. (laughs) Yes, I am speaking to you. Yes, I am leading you. Yes, I am going to use you. No, you don't have to be afraid. In Luke chapter 5, after a great catch of fish, The first time they met Jesus, Peter and James and John had some fearful response because they'd never seen anything happen like it just had. In Luke 5, verse 10, Scripture says, Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Don't be afraid. A couple few chapters later in Luke chapter 12, 31 and 32. 31 sounds a lot like Matthew 6, 33. But seek his kingdom and these things will all be given to you as well. That sounds familiar, but look what Luke follows that up with in his version. Verse 32 says, do not be afraid, little flock. Do not be afraid, little flock. Your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Over and over and over again, the words of Jesus and the words throughout Scripture are, do not be afraid. It's as if Jesus understands that seeking the kingdom first, that following God with all our heart, that opening up our lives and walking by faith, sometimes scares us a little bit because maybe we're not sure exactly what that's going to mean. And so very purposely, over and over again, Jesus assures them, just as Jesus assures us, that we need not be afraid when seeking the kingdom of God. 
We don't need to be afraid. Because if God is doing something, something good, something powerful, it's always going to be for our good and for our blessing and the furthering of the kingdom. And that always happens because God is faithful. Now, there were other experiences in the scripture that maybe we relate to a little bit more. The disciples had a couple of scary times on the Sea of Galilee. You know these stories, right? There was a time where they were in the boat with Jesus and a big storm is beating them all over the place and they just think they're all going to die and suddenly Jesus speaks to the wind and the waves and they're still and there's calm. And one kind of fear, fear of wind and waves becomes fear of wow. He just did something phenomenal. And then there was the other experience on the sea where in the dark of night and in some rough waters, Jesus comes walking to them on the surface of the sea. And they think it's a ghost and they are afraid. I would have been too. In both cases, there was assurance from Jesus that they did not need to be afraid. Now, I know some of our experiences aren't quite as dramatic as somebody walking to us on the water. <laughs> but if it's our experience, if it's me, it's still going to be a big deal. When it's us, it matters. And maybe it feels almost as dramatic. But let's look at our experiences and what they can be like a little closer to home. Maybe God is calling us to reach out to and care for someone, someone who is already in a fear-filled situation. And all we can feel is fear ourselves. At the thought of walking into that situation where somebody's already struggling or hurting or wandering or in need in some way. God calls us to reach out, to care for someone. And it scares us. Because maybe we've never done that that way before. Maybe God wants to bring about new growth in our lives as disciples of Jesus Christ with some fresh new experience to bring new life to our heart and soul. But God, I don't know what that might mean. Um, I might be a little bit afraid of you doing something I didn't anticipate. Something I might not even understand fully. Maybe God calls us to step out and serve in a new way. And our first response is, well, I'm scared, God. I've never done that before. Sometimes that's the response of the church. We're a little afraid, God. We've never done it that way before. But God calls us. And where God calls, God equips and strengthens. Maybe God's leading us into a new ministry opportunity that we've never even imagined, much less been a part of. And it sounds a little scary to us. 
But where God is moving, where God is powerfully active, there is no need to fear. Because God is faithful. Even in situations that we've never been in, that we don't really know what to expect, if God leads, there is no need for fear. Maybe God wants to open us up, wants us to open up and share our faith with someone who really needs to hear our story right now. They've known us for years and they've known that we're a follower of Christ. They've known that we've been through a difficult situation and now they're struggling through a tough time. And they need to hear someone they know and trust share their story of Christ and how their faith in Christ has carried them through because they're really afraid at what they're facing right now. And our response is one of fear because what if I don't say it right, God? What if I don't tell them everything they need? What if I mess up somehow and make it worse? When God leads us to share our faith, when God opens the doors for us to reach out to and care for someone, there is no need to fear. Because God is in control. For all those times where we might feel frozen by fear, this reminder from Hebrews chapter 13 comes to us. The author writes, speaking on God's behalf, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And then just half a verse later, the scripture continues, with, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. With confidence, I will not be afraid. In fearful situations, I periodically hear people say, I'm sure I've said it, others have said it to me, hey, God's got this. <laughs> God's got this. You don't have to be afraid. God's got this. Reminding us that we don't need to fear because God is in control of the situation. Maybe you've got something in your life going on right now and you need to hear God's got this. Well, hear it. God's got this. Whether you're headed into surgery tomorrow or you're changing jobs sometime soon or you're getting ready to travel somewhere and you're uncertain or your kids are getting ready to go back to in-person classrooms sometime soon. Whatever it is, God's got this. I want to remind you, God is bigger than your fear. God is bigger than your fear. Whatever it is, however immense it may seem, God is bigger than your fear. Don't be frozen into place as God reveals himself to you in new ways and stands with you in the toughest of times. Don't be fearful as God leads you into new experiences of his love and power. Don't be afraid God might call you into some situation or place where you've never been and you have no idea what it's going to be like and you're afraid you're going to mess up. Don't be afraid. 
Not only does God have this, not only is God bigger than the fear, but God's got you in the palms of his hands. God holds you, assuring you, caring for you, promising you, reminding you there is no need to fear. We can say confidently, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Well, don't be afraid to step out in faith and instead be frozen by fear. Whatever God may be calling you to, God will go there with you for the growth of the kingdom and the glory of the king. As we get ready to celebrate Holy Communion, let me close with one more verse. From Psalm 56, verses 3 and part of 4. The psalmist writes these words. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. In God I trust and am not afraid. May those be our words, our prayer, our proclamation this morning. As we celebrate Holy Communion with Christians all around the world today on this World Communion Sunday, we're reminded of God's presence with us, even in the most fearful of circumstances. We celebrate and we're reminded of God's power and God's faithfulness that is stronger than any fear we face. World Communion Sunday reminds us that we don't face those fears alone. We're a part of something much, much, much bigger than just you and me and bigger than this church. We're a part of the family of God worldwide. We're a part of something massive that God is doing and we celebrate that with the rest of the world in celebrating Holy Communion this morning.